From Grangeville to Lapway, we've got your District 2 breakdown right here on the Palouse PrepCast with Garrison Hardy. That's right. Welcome in. It's the Palouse PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your number one source for everything District 2. And we're going to be here each and every week breaking it down with the man, Garrison Hardy. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it up. Listen to this voice. It's incredible. Garrison, go ahead. Well, geez, no pressure. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on, Brandon. It's good to be back here with IdahoSports.com. Yeah, it, it's going to be so much fun because, you know, at IdahoSports.com, we are a statewide network. We uh, try to give coverage everywhere we can, but sometimes some things fall through the cracks. And so by regionalizing our weekly podcasts and having an expert that lives in each district, that's going to make sure that all the teams get the fair coverage they deserve. I know in District 2 sometimes – um, the players and coaches and fans feel like that they don't always get their fair shake, right? Right, absolutely. You know, especially you, you look down at, at at Boise. You know, you got the big five A and four A schools down there that uh, typically gather up a large portion of the media uh, coverage, and that's just the, the way it is. But up here in uh, District Two, you know, we definitely have some gems of players, gems of programs that deserve their recognition. And uh, Jason Hansen and I, he's the guy who'll be joining me in the booth uh, this year for IdahoSports.com. Uh, we've seen our fair share of fantastic football uh, and memorable highlights. Um, yeah, just, the, just the kind of stuff that really gets the blood pumping. I'm really excited to have uh, football coming back this uh, once again. And uh, again, District 2 has its great share of football. And I think what I love most about District 2 is, is this kind of you've got two extremes here. You've got the big schools, Lewiston, a 5A school, Moscow, a 4A. And then it's all the 1A, D1, D2 schools, you know, your Genesis and your Logos and all the small schools. So it's really the big, the big giant and then the little guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, also uh, from even more up north, you've got Coeur d'Alene uh, coming down as well. The Vikings are always a power. And uh, typically we will be assuming uh, quarter lanes coming down to Lewiston. We'll be at that game. And that's always definitely a hot ticket item. But yeah, the uh, the one a side of things with we have one a D one and one a D two. A lot of that mix up here uh, with the white pine. Uh, that's what Jason and I end up covering a lot. Jason, he's he's a former head coach for Genesee. So he's what he's definitely has a lot of the history and the background of the programs here. But we'll also get over to the, the two way side of things uh, when we uh, make our way over to Grangeville to, to see uh, what they're up to. They're always a solid program and have great fan support and a beautiful backdrop, might I add, uh, with the pristine mountains right behind. And um, yeah, so it definitely a definitely an interesting mix. Uh, and it's always a lot of fun going out to cover those smaller programs that uh, some people might forget about. Yeah, and you, you'll see a little bit of crossover. We have our District 1 podcast, the North Idaho Prepcast with Ryan Skaggs. But like you said, in so many instances, Districts 1 and 2 are kind of combined at the, the 5A and the 4A and and the uh, 2A levels because there's just not enough teams up north. So we, we will get some crossover for sure between districts one and two scenery wise. I don't think there's a better looking district in terms of the geography and all the beautiful, you mentioned the backdrop at Grangeville, you know, this past spring, I went and uh, broadcasted the one, a state baseball tournament, Norafino, which, mm. you know, you've got the river right beyond right field right. out there at the baseball field. And it, it's just an incredible part of Idaho. 
Absolutely. And it's a very, you, I, I've lived all over the country and I can say that Idaho has some of the most unique terrain and backdrops and you know, just uh, gorgeous scenery uh, that I've ever been around. And when you have some of that, you know, I'll, I'll throw in Deary. Uh, we went out to Deary for a game a couple of years ago against Kendrick and uh, the backdrop was just fantastic. And uh, the view from the press, bro- the press box, excuse me, is tough to beat. Uh, and then l- even looking at Logos's field this year, uh, it's out in the beautiful rolling hills uh, just outside of Moscow. Um, so, you know, there's there's some great scenery, just as you said. It's a kind of a unique, uh, unique part of the country, part of Idaho. Uh, and we're just really blessed to, to be able to bring you the action from up here. Yeah. So you, you mentioned it, uh, kind of the big story heading into the fall sports season is Logos will be competing in varsity football for the first time ever. They've had a JV program the last couple of years, and now they finally built up the numbers enough to where they have a varsity program, which is going to be super exciting. And we're going to really dive into the nuts and bolts of what's going on in district two next week and kind of tell you some of the teams and players that we're keeping an eye out for. But this week, it's kind of a get to know you. We want to learn a little bit more about our district two uh, expert Garrison Hardy. So you mentioned you've, you've uh, been all over the country. You're in Moscow currently. Are you, are you an Idaho native or are you a transplant? I'm a transplant, uh, but uh, I would say I'm a Pacific Northwest native. I was born in Olympia, Washington uh, before, um, you know, way back when, (laughs) the good old days. Uh, And uh, then with my dad's job as a school administrator, uh, we the job we just kind of went where the job was. So, you know, that we wound up in California. We actually did live in Moscow for a year when I was in fifth grade. But again, that was more of a a trans a transitional kind of year. And then we ended up to Oklahoma, uh, San Jose, California, North Carolina, uh, most recently, Charlotte, North Carolina. And then I moved uh, eventually back in 2015 to Lewiston, Idaho. Uh, and, uh, you know, over my over my travels, uh, I've I've always loved sports, played sports um, all the way through high school, played some football into the collegiate level. Uh, and I've just always loved uh, the team and the camaraderie that is built through sports. And it just so happens that I was blessed with a, a voice like this. <laughs> and uh, people in high school were always saying, oh, you should you should be a broadcaster. You've got the face for it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and uh, um, so I eventually just started doing PA announcing for my high school out in North Carolina. And then uh, when I got out to Lewiston, I found out about IdahoSports.com. And here I am. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, the the face for broadcasting. So there's a couple of different ways you'll be able to uh, get the Palouse PrepCast each and every week. If you want the audio only, you can get it at IdahoSports.com or also subscribe or download it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, etc. cetera. Uh, if you want to see the video, you want to see what we look like, you can go to the IdahoSports.com uh, YouTube channel and also our Facebook page. We're going to be putting the video of all these prep casts up there each week as well. So no excuses. You've been warned, right? fans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, well, so we were kind of joking. Uh, I was talking earlier today to Wayne DeZubak. He's the uh, co-host of our SIC prep cast, longtime broadcaster down in Boise. And, uh, you know, I, I said, you know, he still looks suave at, at his age and debonair. And I said, you know, if we ever did a uh, man of Idaho sports.com calendar, I said, Wayne, you're batting lead off. You're going January Garrison. I got to tell you, you're probably closing it. You're, you're December, I think. Right. Oh man. The Christmas time. That's my favorite time of year. Anyways. Uh, you know, I've got the, I've got the red hair and whatnot going for me. Tis the season. I'm all aboard. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's a, a, a work in progress. We'll work on that. The men of Idosports.com <laughs> calendar. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I think everybody's going to throw it away by March. but <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. <I'm winning. laughs> right. So uh, you mentioned uh, you played college football. Where'd you play at? Uh, so I actually uh, um, played here uh, in Lewiston for a uh, club team that was called the Lewis Clark uh, Valley Loggers. Uh, and it, what they were was a combination of Walla Walla Community College and uh, Lewis Clark State College. So if you went to either one of those schools, uh, you could play for the loggers. Now, since then, they've become an NC, an actual NCAA affiliate. So uh, the, the guidelines and whatnot uh, come into play now. But back then, as long as you went to those two schools, you kept up the grades uh, and you were good to play. Uh, and, you know, we played at uh, some D3 schools. Uh, we played some junior colleges all across the state of Washington. Uh, and uh, it was really a fantastic experience. Um, and I thoroughly, you know, thoroughly blessed that I got to be a part of it. And uh, we had about, uh, I would say, 40 guys. Uh, but by way of injury, you know, it kind of headed down towards 30. So it really started to feel like the high school days uh, towards the end of that. But uh, all in all, uh, it was a great experience for uh, some guys who may not have gotten the chance uh, to play at the collegiate level were it not for that program. Uh, and, you know, getting the chance to play in the Kibbe Dome. But that's, uh, that was a cool experience in of itself. Some of the high school kids that I cover uh, get that chance, you know, Last year, uh, we got to watch Moscow and Lewiston go at it in quite a game. Um, and uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that was my collegiate experience. Long way of saying it. The Kibbe Dome is on the bucket list. I haven't been in the Kibbe Dome yet for to, to watch mm -hmm. a game or to broadcast a game. Uh, I've been to Holt Arena. I've been to Albertson Stadium at Boise State. Uh, I have not been to the Kibbe Dome yet, but I've heard incredible things. And just a couple of years ago, I think the Kibbe Dome was the host of probably one of the greatest Idaho high school football games of all time, that championship between Coeur d'Alene and Rigby that went into several overtimes. I think the final score was like 52 to 50 or something like that. Oh, gosh, to be a broadcaster in one of those games, by the end of it, your voice is really starting to give out, especially as uh, the quarters, it gets later and later in the game. You know, you get a little more high pitched towards the end of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, we've we've seen our fair share of shootouts. That's for sure. So football, probably your favorite sport to play, I'm assuming. Yep. Basketball was a close second. Uh, my dad was my coach all the way through high school. Uh, so he instilled a love of sports in me. But yeah, football. Um, and I just was better at it. Yeah, with basketball, I wasn't a very good ball handler. <laughs> so uh, football, I was just tall and I ran out and caught the ball and, and that was that. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, what is your favorite sport to broadcast? Is it also football? Ooh, it's I. You know, I haven't cut a broadcast a game for basketball on IdahoSports.com. Maybe that'll change this year. Uh, but uh, I'd say football. It's tough to beat. You know, that time of year, you're the the air is starting to get cool and crisp out. Uh, the the leaves are changing. You know, holidays are coming up, and on top of that, you know, you get to you cover um, one of the great American pastimes. And uh, I will say the pace of football is sometimes nice in that, you know, you get to say, uh, and so-and-so carries the ball for a gain of five, and that's the end of the play. And then you take a breather, and uh, <laughs> whereas with basketball, you're kind of just trying to keep up. Um, so uh, I would say probably football gets the slight edge. Okay, so you've done Lewiston games. 
for us in mm-hmm. the past and then some Moscow games. And then you've done those uh, eight-man games as well. What do you like better to broadcast, 11-man football or eight-man? Oh, gosh. Um, you're really putting me on the spot today. <laughs> I would say... These, these are would... the hard-hitting questions you can expect <laughs> each week on the Palouse Prepcast. That's right. Tune in. Uh, I would probably say I would go with 11 man just uh, simply because, you know, I've been a part of some, I would say, tighter ball games because with 11 man, you don't get the, as many breakaway plays per se. And some might say, well, Garrison, that sounds less exciting. But to me, with the, you know, 11 man, the field is shrunken because of the number of bodies all over the field. So you're going to see uh, a generally speaking, closer ball games uh, as the game comes to a head. Uh, whereas an eight man, you know, if uh, if a team has a couple really good athletes uh, and they can get to the edge, um, you know, sometimes you could see uh, a, a game over by halftime. And that's no knock on any of the teams up here. Sometimes one team just has a ton of good athletes and they're able to take advantage of the, the wide open spaces and uh, you know, we've seen that in Prairie. Prairie is just a powerhouse up here in the White Pine League. And uh, Lapway recently has really been kicking things up a notch. Uh, and so they've got some great athletes, but I would probably lean a little bit towards 11 man. Yeah. What is the secret at Lapway? They are just like every sport, every ball they pick up. They just seem to do so well. What What's the secret there? Oh, let me tell you, they eat, breathe, and live uh, that stuff, the sports side of things. They are just phenomenal athletes. They work hard at it. They love the game. Uh, And on top of that, they're getting some great coaching as well from people who have gone before them. Um, So, and they're, they're very, they're very proud uh, as well of their program. So a lot goes into it, you know, as uh, in basketball, I've been the play-by-play a PA announcer for Genesee for my dad. Uh, he coaches there in the varsity side of things. And we get to see Lapway twice a year there. And uh, they are just so disciplined uh, and they play the, the game the right way, I would just say. And that's true in football too. Uh, they just go out and work hard, uh, hit hard. They, they give their all, they leave it all out there a hundred percent of the time. And uh, I think, you know, it, that sounds pretty like a pretty, you know, generalized way to put it. But uh, the proof is in the pudding. And uh, they, they won the basketball championship again last year for the boys. And the girls looked phenomenal, too. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been, you've bounced around the country a lot. Do you have a favorite uh, like pro sports team or college sports team? I've got to go with the Cougs, Washington State University. Uh, My dad uh, went to WSU, graduated from there. So uh, ever since I was little, it was always fight, fight, fight for Washington State uh, through the ups and downs, a lot of downs. (laughs) But uh, by and large, you know, I've always supported the Cougs and, uh, you know, I've gotten that it's just an awesome thing to be back here in that community and to go be able to go there for game days. Uh, Most recently, I was there for the I remember the number five USC Trojans came into town to take on the number 16th ranked Cougs. This is when uh, Leach was still uh, the head of things. And and uh, uh, Jihad Woods forced that fumble uh, to end the game. The plate That was the most exciting sports environment I've ever been a part of. So um, when the Cougs are rocking and rolling, it's tough to beat. As far as pro goes, uh, I always pull for the Seahawks. I uh, really like Russell Wilson. 
Um, I think he's a stand-up guy, and um, uh, I miss the Legion of Boom. And hopefully, hopefully we can get our defense and offensive line figured out. That always seems to be the issue the past couple of years. So uh, those would be my two football teams that I'm that I'm with. Okay, uh, so I'm like you. I'm a transplant. I'm from Montana originally. So Wazoo is kind of a sore subject there because of Ryan Leaf, oh. who you know he went there and had a nice career, but really didn't right. represent the state of Montana very well. Um, kind of gave us a bad right. reputation. So. <laughs> right, right. No, uh, and the Coug fans too. You know, whenever we hear Ryan Leaf, we cringe a little bit. It seemed, uh, it seemed. I'm not sure how he's doing recently, but it seemed as though uh, he wrote a book called 596 Switch, which is what uh, the play they were going to run against Michigan uh, on the final play of that Rose Bowl. Uh, but uh, they play obviously didn't work. But um, yeah, I, I certainly hope he's doing well currently. Um, but yeah, it, a bit of a sore su- subject for both sides, I guess. Yeah, hang tight for a sec. I've got a prop I want to bring in. Uh, while I step away for a moment, uh, let me get your opinion on, as a, as a former college football player, the the new NIL. See, now, when I grew up, NIL stood for National uh, Letter of Intent or National Intent Letter. Now it's name, image, and likeness, right? And uh, college athletes are now able to be compensated mm-hmm. by companies. As a former college athlete, uh, where, where do you stand on that? I mean, obviously it would have been nice when you were in school, but <laughs> right, right. Well, I actually did a thesis on this in high school, uh, on whether college athletes should be paid, uh, for their likeness or whatever have you. And I argued they should, uh, when you look at the money these athletes are generating for their institutions, whether it be, uh, you know, we look at WSU, uh, Mike Leach was getting you know, paid $5 million a year. Nick Saban just signed an $84 million extension to be at Alabama till 2028. Uh, you look at the money they generate for the academic side of things of the program. I remember watching the U on ESPN's 30 for 30, and uh, they the players would comment saying, huh, look at all these new academic buildings going up. I guess I brought that in. And it's true. When the U was at the height of their power, uh, enrollment ballooned to heights that had never been seen before. And, uh, you know, so, ju- and then I watched the Fab Five, another ESPN 30 for 30 classic. And, uh, you know, the the guys weren't living like rock stars against popular belief, even though they were being treated as such. And I remember a line that Chris Weber uh, had where basically they were walking in downtown Chicago forget where they were exactly, but uh, they crossed a storefront and at that storefront was his jersey being sold for a hundred bucks. And he said, so they get to profit from my, you know, what I've been doing on the court and I can't even afford that kind of thing. Uh, So, you know, when that, when he said that, that really kind of hit home that, gosh, these guys are putting in a, they're essentially full-time employees of the university they put in 40 hour work weeks and uh they until now weren't able to get anything out of it essentially except a free education but let's be real why are they there in the first place they were there to play sports and then some of them hopefully go on to the next level that's that's how these institutions treated those guys uh so i think this is a great move by you know the NCAA and I've been pretty critical of the NCAA for quite some time. <laughs> so I think this is a great move, uh, especially for the players. 
And um, now the argument can be made on the other side of, okay, now agents are going to come into the mix now and there's going to bring this whole other uh, multitude of other issues that haven't been seen in college sports and whatnot. And I think those are fair questions to, you know, to ask. And uh, I, this is just going to be a learning process uh, for everyone involved and we'll have to come to that as it goes. Yeah. A lot of it will just take on as it happens and, a lot of it we'll figure out on the fly. I think that was very eloquently said, and I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's been long overdue that college athletes get compensated. I would have had this this prop prior to the start of us recording, but I didn't know we were going to start talking about Wazoo football. I've got the book you talked about. Hey, there it is. There it is. By the way, if uh, if you haven't read it, uh, folks, it's a great book, 596 Switch, and there's a lot of story. Oh, Autographed okay. by Ryan Leaf. Go Cougs. You one up to me on that one. Mine's not autographed, so <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. No biggie, right? <laughs> but but um, yeah, guys, if you haven't read that book, you're a Coug fan. I highly recommend it. Uh, it really gives a lot of in-depth story, and you get to little learn a little bit more about Ryan Leaf, who he is as a person. And uh, I kind of had a newfound respect for him when I read that book. Yeah, he he is a very complex person, and it is fascinating to read things from his perspective. So if you're listening to the audio only, you missed it. I, I have a copy of the book by Ryan Lee, 596 Switch, and it's autographed as well. So uh, you definitely want to check out the video on YouTube or Facebook to see what the book actually looks like. Uh, last question for you, Garrison. Uh, as a, Well, it's a two-part question. As a football player, uh, did you have a game day ritual? I know athletes sometimes have a routine they like to get into. Right. Yeah. Typically, I would try to get in a good nap uh, on game day just to kind of uh, wake up feeling a little bit more refreshed and ready to go. Uh, and then when I was in route to the stadium or, uh, you know, wherever that may be, I uh, put in some music and really tried to visualize routes I would be running. I was a tight end wide receiver. So I visualized my routes. I visualized what kind of coverages the other team would be employing to try and stop me uh, on those routes, uh, different swim moves that I'd perform at the line of scrimmage, uh, blocking schemes, because unfortunately as a tight end, you have to be there with the, the big guys. And I got thrown into that mix. So different blocking schemes and whatnot, uh, different assignments uh, for, for those blocking schemes. Schemes, trying to remember plays that were series, uh, go through that in my mind and visualize it. Uh, so really, it was that nap, get a get a light meal or whatnot. Uh, you would eat big the night before, so you'd have all those carbs and whatnot. Uh, but uh, yeah, but before game, it was all just about visualization and then going out and making it happen. Hopefully, okay. And then the second part of the question is now: as a broadcaster, do you have a do you have a routine or a game day ritual when you're getting ready to broadcast a game? Just wing it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the day of, uh, you know, the week of, uh, Jason and I uh, will try to split up the work. So we'll try to, he'll try to get a hold of one of the coaches. I'll try to get a hold of the other coach. Uh, we typically send an email, try to give a phone call, just to kind of uh, get their thoughts on a couple of key points that we want to build up before the game you know who's a player you want to watch out for who what are you looking for from the other team what are you kind of keying in on obviously you want to ask questions that aren't going to give away a game plan because that wouldn't be good but um you uh just uh, just want to get in the mind of the coaches and the players uh, beforehand uh, as best you can 
And then um, other than that, it's just jotting down a bunch of talking points. Uh, and then fortunately enough, we've got you on the other end coming out with all this great content on IdahoSports.com. Check us out, folks. Uh, and um, then name pronunciation is another big one. Uh, before the game, we always check with the coaches um, just to make sure we pronounce everything, pronounce everything right. See, there I go. Just right there. Uh, and uh, that is definitely something as broadcasters we, we want to keep an eye on. Yeah, always got to get the kids' names right because it's mom and dad and grandma and grandpa that are watching or listening. Yeah, if I was a player and had something like this, which I didn't, by the way, this is a huge, I think, an awesome thing for the kids. Uh, you want to make if you hear your name being pronounced wrong, that really kind of that would annoy me. So uh, we we don't want to do that. We want to make it memorable for the kids, for the parents, uh, and that's what IdahoSports.com is all about. Yeah, so you kind of mentioned it, Garrison. Right now we're smack dab in the middle of our uh, season previews for all of the football teams across the state of Idaho. We've got probably about half up on the website so far. A couple of coaches are still sending in their preview forms to us, and we'll keep adding those. So just keep checking back to idahosports.com every day, and there will be, uh, once the season actually starts, something new. That's that's our big mantra this fall is every day when you log on idahosports.com, you're going to see something new that you didn't see the day before. And so just – Pretty much save it in your favorites and just check it out each and every day throughout the fall sports season and the winter as well. And IdahoSports.com is going to be the place to be for all of your great content, including the Palouse PrepCast, your uh, top stop for all the District 2 talk each week with Garrison Hardy. This was a great debut episode. I'm excited to do this every week. Absolutely, Brandon. I'm really looking forward to uh, kicking off, literally, and uh, seeing how uh, the season unfolds here in District 2 and uh, all across IdahoSports.com. And that's the that's the great thing I would say about Idaho Sports is not only can you keep an eye on things here in District 2, uh, you can then go over to another game happening somewhere else across the state. If there's another school you want to check out and uh, action that's going on, we have a lot of great photographers. We have a lot of great broadcasters bringing the action to you. Um, it's uh, it's really a cool thing to see. So stay tuned, folks. Yeah, and that'll do it for this edition of the Palouse PrepCast. Uh, again, you can check it out at idahosports.com. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Also catch the video on the idahosports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page. For Garrison Hardy, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next week.